<laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It is Beer 30 Live. It is good to be here once again with our uh, distinguished guests. Who do we have today? Nobody. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, we are a little short today. We are missing Pete. Pete, yes. Where is Pete? Pete We're, is in California California today, today for yeah. the day. Is he family, friends, work? I think do we this know? was work-related. It's work-related. Work related. Yeah. Now, just introduce everybody again, because actually it's been a while since I've been here. So this is uh, Jamie Whitley, and we have Shane. Yes, I am uh, filling in for Pete as the sound engineer, so I'm going so to muck this up. Is this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so if the voices are all a little messed <laughs> up. and uh, I'm, I'm literally shaking because I've got all this equipment in front of me and freaking out. <laughs> And and we have, of course, Mary Bradbury Jones. And Mary, you're looking beautiful. Oh, aren't you nice? You're glowing. Glowing. Gosh. Glowing. Stop. Yes. Uh, and so feeling Pete's, a little bloated don't. today. Don't. <laughs> feeling a little bloated stop. today. <laughs> don't stop. Uh, Shane, you can't say that kind of stuff. <laughs> Dude, so, don't, I can't take hey, those anymore now. I'm, I'm watching All the right, levels on the Let it go. Let it go, Papa James. <laughs> All right, and, yeah, and we're going to be missing Pete. Pete's actually going to be gone for the next four weeks. So that means wow. crappy mixed shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I'm happy to be back because I haven't been around for a few weeks. That's true, yeah. You've been, uh, and I had a, an absence in there. I have. I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out where I was all those weeks. I had... Like, I was out of town, I think, for something. And, and honestly, last week, I was supposed to be here, but traffic was so bad... I, I just couldn't pull it off. I, well, I it's getting to be late. summertime. Fridays in the summer in Oregon, yeah. and it's always a nightmare. Yeah, I have to start leaving earlier. So yeah. we're, we are a little short this week without Pete. And actually, we are also short our guest this week yes. at the last moment. Yes. Who's going to tell us about that? We had two guests lined up. We, we have, well, we had well, you a, go first. Well, we had, a, we had a, our uh, original guest was going to be uh, Bob Hanks, who was going to be the first. He was going to be kicking off um, a series we're going to do kind of focused on small business. So he was going to be here to talk about um, kind of the HR side of things, people management, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, so he'll be coming in probably July because he actually had a family member pass away and had to be at a funeral today. So our so, condolences go out to him and his family. Yes, definitely, definitely. And uh, so we scrounged around yesterday and switched the whole nature of the show and... <laughs> found a guest. Yeah, we were going to do a whole thing on dating. On dating, oh, which I think uh, would still be. I, I think, think that would be yeah. great. The yeah. singles, the, the single and, scene. Uh, and then our that guest had <laughs> so an injury. Guest, yeah, he got into a basketball <laughs> not a dating, not a dating it's, it's, injury. It's the Beer Thirty Live curse. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't want to get scheduled for the shows. Uh, uh, yeah, so he got a concussion. Right, so he's concussed and he's yeah. in the middle of his MRI right now. I, so. You know, it's serious. We were talking about that earlier. I have had. I, I, I'm going to guess maybe four or so. It's something that I can certainly remember. I had a, actually had one a couple of years ago and I went and taught a class the next day. I hardly even remember the class. I was just like way out there. But I, I have wondered as I've gotten older what kind of damage is going on in my brain or if I can't remember something I'm like could it, you know because it could it be that I got my wasn't that always on? the concern like behind Steve Young and um, yeah. Well, yeah, you his know, number of concussions it's so interesting because today you know I was working hard Okay, that's a lie. But um, so I was watching ESPN, and they had this whole special about you know these these um, these NFL players who had died from depression caused by concussions yeah. that went unnoticed as players. Yeah, and there's whole really? like you know inactive brain stuff you know that they they've been hitting the head so many times and 
they get depressed and either you know, suicide or some major accident where it was something yeah. that a normal person with normal function would have been able to handle fine. Really? And it went all undetected. So, I've read that the NFL is becoming more aware of some of the residual, particularly brain injuries. I mean, you expect your knee cartilage to be gone and it hurts and you limp for the rest of your life. But, but the, the undiagnosed and the residual damage to, to the brain, the gray matter, and, and what that does to yeah. those guys. So. Bouncing around in that yeah. helmet. That, that, hey, have you ever had a concussion? Yeah, that first one is always the most memorable. Because <laughs> the more you get, the, the less you remember. <laughs> but, but, you know, you get that. that you're like, you really do see stars. You're like, yeah. wow, those do exist. <laughs> Yeah, a couple oh, years ago, I got, I've I got hit. One. We were, you've never had one? Mm-mm. We were uh, jet skiing and got out of control, and, and actually I got hit by the by a rope, by the rope, and it knocked me off the jet ski, and uh, I was out. I woke up in, floating in the water, looking up. I, really? I've been out for actually quite a while, because I had circled back to, you know, thinking, wow. Did he, is he a goner? <laughs> you know? Did <laughs> uh, he take his head off? Yeah, exactly. I was out of it for a couple of days. So, and it's... And then you wondered about the long-term residual effects. Yeah, definitely. So our um, our guest today is uh, going Concussed. through the MRI, from what I hear. Yeah. I, I hope that his toe is okay. Yeah. And well, I asked him I, when I talked to him on the phone about a half hour ago. Hour ago, he said, uh, "So are they finding any brain activity up there? Because I've been wondering yeah. for a while." <laughs> okay. So I, I have to we wish tell a story. So best. my my kids are here, uh, Michaela, the oldest, and and Melissa, and Michaela is going in next week actually for an MRI. And really, they're uh, Michaela. You're signed up for a study at uh, OHSU, right? And they ask questions, and and they're mapping the brain of, of children and watching development and that kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. So the joke in my house has been that Michaela needs to go get one to really actually prove there's one in there. Right. So yeah, uh, got it. two birds in there. Oh, yeah, nice. Exactly. Good slap. Nice. Good slap. <laughs> and they're uh, this is a big day for them because this was their last last day of school. School's out for summer, huh? You know, on the way over here, I was on the radio, they were talking about, there was the debate on whether kids should be going to school year-round and not oh, year round. summers off. I don't and, know. You know, I think that's a rip-off. What do you think? Year-round? Yeah. Or, oh, definitely have summers off. I mean, Those are the best you, you got to be, you know, I mean, you work the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, all year round and all of that. Well, what's the argument the for go going? Year, what's the argument for going year round, though? Well, they. I, I mean, I didn't in this particular show get to the point where they were getting there. Although right. I think that there's maybe some um, argument for because it's their peak learning years right. or something, right? And so that they should be. But that doesn't mean you don't have to be in a classroom to learn. Right. You know, it's funny too. I think. I, there's this whole debate about the American educational system. We talk about how we aren't graduating enough people in math and science and different things. And yet, and, and I'm, I, certainly we'd have to do a bunch of research on it, but anecdotally, it seems to me that still, compared to other nations, we tend to be more creative and more inventive. And so even though maybe, sure, might you get better at the three R's if you were going year around? Yeah, but. You, maybe you miss out on some of those other things, that, and maybe that's part of what gives you the opportunity to... Because learning happens more than just in the classroom, like right. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, and you just look back on your childhood, you know, regardless of learning, the, those are the most memorable times. Absolutely. Summer yeah. trips or, you know, 
having a sleepover on Tuesday night with your friends and you wake up and you're like at the swimming pool all day or, you know, riding your bikes around town or all those different things that gives you that. Doing the sports. Gives you the freedom, which then leads into those learning. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And and you can't, I don't know, I mean, none of us have experienced it, so maybe that's it too because we're a little scared of it, but all work and no play makes for a dull boy. Exactly. But most of those... Those year-round programs isn't, aren't necessarily year-round. I mean, they take two or three. Well, weeks I think yes. Right? I think the proposal is that there'd be like a, a longer winter break and then a longer a spring break, and there would still be some sort of break in the summer. But it's not like. Well, but still, I just. And particularly in Oregon, I, I'm not a huge. I hate the rain. Okay, so I'm, I've told you that before. So for me, summertime is the best time of the year. So don't be tying me down when the kids are in school. That just makes it worse. Because this is the time yeah. to get out and camp and hike and do stuff. Exactly. So if you well, were tied down to school, oh, man. And then you can go back to, you know, maybe visit teacher retention, too. I mean, you hear, you they talk need to a all break. teachers, they need it. You know? Well, they yeah. do. I mean. We, and, I, the, well, and really, quite frankly, that's a lot of the time when they're actually doing, you know, going and doing continuing ed stuff or getting involved and then preparing, really, for the next school year. So it's not like they sit around for three months and do nothing. When you hear those people argue that teachers make too much, and I tell you, anybody who says that, you just go spend a week with a K through 12 teacher and go hang out and tell me they make too much. They are way underpaid, and they need the summer off just to recharge and figure out who they are again. Yeah, because you couldn't do it. I mean, I love my. Well, of course, he is a toddler at this point, but. You know, I'd love my son, but usually by about Monday, I'm like, back to work. I, I mean, it's it's love him on a daycare. Work is work is easy, in my opinion, easier than than nonstop with my yeah. little one. Well, and then you know, you're talking about reasoning with alleged grown-ups versus you know. <laughs> well, that's true exactly. too. I mean, so. Kind of depends on your job. Hey, I want to know. Did anybody see final final episode of Sopranos? I, I did not. No, I haven't never really gotten into the program. I you Just, no, Sopranos. you and you and Pete. Oh, I think are the ones. Okay. So I, what's been the big debate? Because I hear it's everybody's like, that's it. It's all lame. We should put a, a, a little uh, notice in here that it could be a spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Spoiler right. alert. Yeah. So was it yeah. lame? Well, at first it was kind of, it was one of those that after you kind of thought about it longer, then it grew on you. I mean, first of all, he did. Like it, when your it, grandma kisses you on the lips. It, <laughs> it's probably worse for. Yeah. I mean, at first it kind of grosses you out that after a while you're like, well, I kind of like that. You keep oh, living that in your head. <laughs> Lord. Um, but no, it, first of all, it was completely opposite of what anybody was expecting. Uh-huh. I mean, that, you know. First of all, so, you know, in the scheme of, of show finales, I mean, isn't that also some of the point, which is it, it well, shakes you, you for a loop, yes. you know? You're kind of like, wow, never saw that well, coming. And then there's the argument, you know, people are making that, that, oh, they're going to turn it into a movie afterwards, and, you know, they left it open for that. You can't take that season or that, that whole show and turn that into a movie. You know? Right. It I just, don't think would so. Not right. Yeah. But I would, the, the one thing that I thought was interesting is the whole kind of speculation that because you know how it ended right oh oh yeah okay all right well they're sitting in a they're sitting in a diner first of all and first you know tony's there and then carmela comes in and so basically one of the things that happens is you're on the edge of your seat because every time the door opens or somebody walks by you're assuming this is the moment that tony gets whacked 
So what it does is it, in a way, puts you in the shoes of what it's like to be one of those guys that's that right. at all moments, all the time, is on the guard. Right. You're always on edge. Right? Always right. on right. edge because right. this might be the moment when someone decides to take you out. Right. So you get to you got to kind of experience it from that angle. So that was kind of an that's interesting cool. thing. And so then the sun comes in and they're sitting there and they're playing Journey. It's this Journey song. Don't and stop. stop. Believe and and um, and they're nice. talking over onion rings, <laughs> and the daughter is trying to parallel park her car and she keeps messing up. So then you think this means that something's going to happen. She's going to like walk in right when it's happening, right. you know, and and missed it because she was delayed due to that. Right. And basically, um, it comes down and she's she or Tony says something like, um, "You never know," or it's it's some line like that. You know, the door opens, which is presumably Meadow, the daughter walking in, and it goes to black. Huh. And that was it. And so one of the the That's nice uh, though. One I mean, of the one of the ideas is that what happened is you as the viewer got whacked. Hmm. So you, you know. Yeah. Show's over, you're you know, you're right. out, that kind of thing. So That it, life continues. It was like at first I sat there and went, Oh, well, that was interesting. I mean, you know, that was right. my. But then by the next day, I was like, okay, that was it. Well, because you kind of really make up your own ending, yeah. and and yeah. you, you know, what was your part in it, and yeah, it's the well, same way. Kind of remember the the Seinfeld yeah, exactly. finale. Right. Like at first, everybody's reaction was that was kind of. Everyone kind was expecting of, a wedding between Jerry and Elaine. You know, right. just something lame. But then when you sat and thought about it, it was like, well, of course, they go to jail for being jerks. Because yeah. that's really what the premise of the whole show was right. about all those yeah, years. Yeah, and they sit around. And, and then they just sit yeah. in jail and basically pointlessly chat about yeah. stuff. Yes. And then that was yes. it. It's like, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, so I thought it, I thought it was, in the end, it was uh, a successful. Yeah. Well, and that, that series, that show, so just put together so well. Yeah. You know, you can look back and every little plot line and everything was just meticulously done. It really was put together. Now, the, uh, the other HBO show started, right? I haven't, I haven't turned it on yet to watch it. No, which uh, one? You know, the the other... guy who's got, like, three wives. What's his name? Oh, Big Love Big started. Love. Is that, that yeah. started again? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start the first that. one. And then they, did a, they started a new one, which was John from Cincinnati. We watched the All right. pilot of that. I haven't seen it. Um, it's, it's, it's in the true HBO nature. You know, really strong character development. In, interesting storyline. So can I can I bring up a, a story I remembered reading the other day about yeah. uh, about polygamy? About oh, polygamy? Yeah. Talking about yeah yeah. There is a. You're not going to tell us about the whole uh, um, joys of polygamy, are you? No no no. Yeah, I haven't okay. got that. I haven't got that far yet. Okay. Yeah. Let them get married first. Yeah, yeah, once. yeah just once. <laughs> um, <laughs> inside joke. Yeah. Um, there is a, a town in. On the border of Arizona and Utah, that is for this very fundamental LDS sect, right? Right. And they believe in polygamy, and they don't allow anybody in or out of their community. I mean, it's sealed. It's shut down. It's you can't come in as a new, as a as a and as if a new resident. You want to leave? You can't leave. Right. It's like exactly. Arkansas. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, apparently, there's this gene that's being passed around. It's it's a uh, mentally disabled like retardation gene because of all the inbreeding, inbreeding that's going on. Oh, I mean, see, it's like Great Britain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Only with probably straighter teeth. Careful, yeah. careful. Yeah. <laughs> no. But anyway, I nobody's just, like, nobody's yeah. safe today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, you know, talking about that show made me think of that story and how there's, you know, 
girls who are 14 years old are forced to marry their cousin oh, who's yeah. 17. Yeah. And, it's just, you know. Well, and there was that um, article that was done a long time ago. I think Did that, Romney come from there? <laughs> Man, I'm on a roll. Well, you know, slap the, uh, some butter on me. I don't me. know if he's ill, what, whatever that is. Mary, uh, what, who's your who's your boy from Nevada? The boy from politics. Nevada. Yeah. We're talking politics now, right? What's John the, Edwards. No, Reed. Oh, Harry Reed. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, we should talk about politics. Mormon. He's not my guy, but, but he is Mormon. Oh, yeah. you were going to tell you something? Then maybe we but, should talk about politics. But uh, well, and I have a, I'll have a funny story to tell you about the Mormons in just a second. But anyway. Um, but no, there was this article that came out, and I don't know if it was that town, but it, was, it talked about those communities. And the head guys, right, the ones that are older and want to have all these wives, are all, who they're kicking out are the boys that are and just kicking them out. You know, and of course, you know, their mothers obey and don't do anything about it. But so there's this whole kind of population in Utah of young boys, homeless. And there's a guy that, you know, that has, like, started kind of not a home for him, but a program for them so that they wow. get this, through school and get, and that's amazing. This community, it's, I think it's about 12,000 people. It's 12,000 people. I mean, that's, you think about it, it's a small town, it's a small town, but they're right. all relatives. Right. And it started in the 1920s or 30s with two men. I mean, like, and their wives. It's like Monmouth. Right. Yeah. Independence. Yeah, independence. <laughs> No, but yeah, I mean, isn't that interesting? Yeah, They're just, all tied together. Uh, well, my funny story uh, has yeah. to do with Independence, Missouri. That's where the I think it's RLDS that's there. Whatever that What's is. What's the difference? The, resu- the resurrected LDS. So they're they're a offshoot, I guess. Of this is the FLDS fundamental. Okay, so they're R- R- RLDS, and they were building one of their a big temple. Okay? I belong to the FUL. And um, <laughs> anyway, they have this huge this temple. You guys. <laughs> Sorry. This temple, and they have this huge tower, okay, yeah. and all these stairs down the tower. And the idea is apparently that when Jesus comes back, he's mm-hmm. going to come to that tower and come down the stairs. That's their. So anyway, so my uh, brother-in-law was the, gar- actually- the Garden of Eden is in Missouri. In there. Oh, oh in really? Their oh, so that's line. probably what it so is. That is right. probably in okay. where they right. have this. Anyway. So my brother-in-law was working on actually the tower part because you know you can only work on the temple and stuff if you were a Mormon, hmm. my brother-in-law not being one. Anyway, so they were working on the tower. He's in construction. And a buddy of his, you know, they okay. were sitting there working away one day, and he says to them, <laughs> he goes, boy, I bet Jesus be pissed. Come all this way back, and then he's got to come down all these stairs. <laughs> he was instantly fired. Because uh, one of the... Hey, what's this big tower doing in my Garden of Eden? <laughs> one of these Mormons, one of these Mormons heard him, and so he was That's a quad workout. <laughs> Came to save you think but... after all these years they're going to build me an elevator? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who are these people? My quads. My quads are burning. <laughs> Came to save you, but I need a rest. Get a cramp. Get a cramp. Uh, Wish I would have done aerobics before I got here. Anyway. All right. So, hey. So, there we go. It's a very good story. Yeah. Uh, how do we make a segue from that into I don't something know. else? I don't know. Well, you know, I do want to give a quick shout out to one of our faithful listeners. This is a friend of mine, uh, Chris Gifford. Chris Gifford lives in Japan, wow, and he listens cool. to us weekly from there. So, wow, I we're guess. international. How about it? That is very you cool. Know? And anyway. you offended our our Great Britain friends. So <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And so, we don't we don't have any more listeners in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the Mormons have no, all. Nor from Mammoth or Independence. <laughs> it's shrinking down pretty fast. But no, he's one that definitely. But you know, when he if he ever gets back here on a visit and or moves back, there's. It's always up in the air as to when that will happen. But he would be a great person to bring 
have a guest actually and have him talk to us about his experience. And, that would be cool. Well, yeah. different cultures and stuff. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. We actually He's done some cool travels too. We have some great shows yeah. coming up. We won't spoil it, but we're, we've tried a new model where we're, we're lining up guests a month in advance, believe it or not, Can you and, and, it? and not trying to lay it all out. And it seems to be going well, despite the last couple of weeks. Today. It seems to be going pretty well. <laughs> And I'm excited well, we about it. We had them lined up. We did. We did really well. Cancellation. Uh, actually, it was, uh, so I'm going to try and segue us into politics just because I've got a couple of articles I printed out here. Uh, MySpace, and I, I printed this out today. This comes from Time Magazine, talking about Ron Paul, the can GOP candidate utilizing MySpace. Ron Paul is really fascinating to me because he's not in the top tier from the GOP side. Oh, not RuPaul. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Ron Paul. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but he is, uh, he's very unorthodox in the way that he's doing things and, and making more and more waves. And I, I, you're yeah. seeing more of that. There's a, well, he's really the libertarian. He is very, very libertarian. Uh, the, uh, there's a new video out that's just kind of all over the Internet that a couple of women did about uh, uh, Obama. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, that, I saw yeah. that. Uh, wow. Is that? Uh, well, that's good. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm hoping See, they do one for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of though I saw them on, on uh, the news the other day, and they have offered themselves to do other ones for other candidates. So that kind of takes it away. Yeah. I mean, if it's the if it's spontaneous for this one candidate, then it's got that authenticity. But if it becomes, hey, hire us and we'll do one for you, so we can uh, get discovered and be stars. Yeah, it's exactly right. What? Exactly. Yeah, Jeez. and they, well, yeah, yeah. And they just happen Ooh. to be very beautiful women yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's interesting to me. The reason this I thought this was fascinating is the the power of the internet, the way people are attacking things. You have you have somebody like like Ron Paul who's not getting the. The mainstream press, who's who's struggling to even get in the debates yet, yet this underground movement, and he's raising lots of money yes. and a few bucks at a time, and videos and all those sorts of things. So. You know, the thing that I, the the one thing kind of issue I had with him is, you know, being libertarian, right? Which is supposed to be all about, you know, that's their main thing of privacy, which is the right. government. But yet, he is not pro-choice. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, isn't that a little inconsistent with your philosophy? Well, I, but he's a med. I think he was a medical doctor. Or he is a medical doctor. That's where he justifies. I think, uh, yeah. I, and I'm, I even chose a candidate. A trans, transvestite. <laughs> oh, wrong guy. She just I mean, keeps picturing a big yeah. man with long hair. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> no, actually, he's come across really well, Ron Paul. So I've been, uh, and uh, yeah, but he the, the GOP go side, Jamie. quite frankly, there are no good candidates. He isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, no, it's a kind of unfortunate. I mean, that, he's not, he's not. Who's going to go anywhere on the, on the Democratic side? Um, well, I think, here's what I think. This is kind of what frustrates me is all the national media talks about is Hillary and Obama. Right. When actually, quite frankly, Edwards is leading yeah. in the polls in the first four states of the primary. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. So yeah. it's like, so are we not talking about Edwards because in the end that's the one that everybody deems the biggest threat? Right. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, you can't trust anything. Any, any, I, I, you can't anymore. It's, it's sad. I saw just the other day. Uh, we had this huge, you know, last year where where kick out all the GOP and hire and get all the Democrats in to take over Congress. And now Congress's approval rates lower than the president's. And some of the stuff they're pushing through, you're like, how are you any different? Did you forget why you got put yeah. here in the first place? I mean, it's not that people were voting for you so much. They were voting against all the crap that came before. And now you're proving yourself to be equally stupid. I mean, right. it's horrible. I and know. then we become cynical and uh, I know. bring back Ross Perot. 
Come on. I mean, I got, I was really ticked off at the Democrats with the whole Iraq funding bill and yeah. how then they came around and, and, and basically conceded to him. Right, they caved. But, you know, in the bottom line is they didn't have enough for veto. They weren't going to win. So they right. weren't going to win. Right. Um, and so in this way, they were hopefully able to get some things through, sure. which helped the troops. And I mean, I, so I, you understand that to some extent, but part of me wanted them just to say, here's the same bill right. again, right. here's the same bill again, and just, and, and be that way. But then the media then starts talking about how they're, you know. Well, obstructionist, obstructionist and all that. And they're and not they don't supporting. care about the troops exactly and, right. yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, and then it all gets twisted and. Yeah. I just don't get the way I don't get the way either side manages. Uh, I, there was an article out the other day that about the whole immigration bill and all that, and they were talking about how President Bush was going to make a rare appearance to the and, and go down to the house. I'm like, dude, if you really want to get stuff done, how come you're not down there all the time, anyways, working with people? I mean, I mean, really, it's too busy if, raising money. If you're a manager or a leader, wouldn't you want to kind of be there with them and talking with them and working with them, not He's just not show up? Once every couple of years, yeah. and say, "Hey, I need and, you to and do then, this." And then, when you when you do press conferences, you ostracize them and yeah, scold I, them. And I, I don't get that type of management. I just, yeah. I don't know. It's, well, but I don't think crazy. he cares. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I mean, really, it's the first lame duck president who hasn't cared about what people think of him. Which he, he really just, doesn't. Which there's something scary about that. I don't know why. But it's I, like why. I have been more disappointed the last, say, six months. Even, uh, say, news that came out that, uh, what's what's the, I don't want to say Blackhawk, but that's not right. What's the uh, the consulting firm that's providing all the security in Iraq? That's, oh, uh, well, that's one, one of them is Blackwater. Black, Blackwater. And uh, them actually suing people whose relatives died there because the people who died, their relatives are saying, we want to know how they died. Right. We want to know what went on. We want We want answers. Data. We want we answers. Closure. And them saying, we're not going to give you any. And, oh, by the way, we're going to turn around and sue you for harassment and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, Wait a <laughs> this second. isn't a, right. I mean, sure, in America, you have right to sue whoever you want. But that's, that's just not fair. It's just Meanwhile, not right. Meanwhile, they're getting stinking filthy rich. Exactly. So we're giving you <laughs> billions of dollars, and you're not giving those people answers. And you have the audacity to turn around and, and sue them, basically get them to shut up. Right. Oh, come that's, on. Because that's what it is, intimidation. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, and it's horrible. I, I, it's, it makes me sick to my stomach to, to watch us operate that way. Because right. that's, that's not the way it should be. It's, well, and I think the, the bottom line is is that we, we have no moral authority anymore. We have blown it in the world. And, and so what, is that, what are the long-term ramifications of that? I mean, I, I, I think that we can't even fathom what that might lead to which is later down the road. Who's going to listen to us, and why should they? Well, they've already stopped listening. Yeah, well, they have. And part of it is we've lost a little bit of our credibility in terms of we used to say, well, we will bring down the might of our military. So that, so at the end, you have that stick. Well, now, and, and I'm not going to pick on our military because those guys do a fantastic job, but you have proven that a small band of people who are really committed can frustrate a very large machine that is not designed that way. Right. And so... Yeah, we can make your life miserable, but the return is they can make our lives miserable too. So you don't have that same stick anymore. Yeah. And yeah, it's. And then yeah. I noticed today in the news, uh, the uh, Harry Reid calls the Joint Chiefs Chairman Peter Pace incompetent. And uh, this guy actually stepped down today or something at the end of his term. The, yeah, he's retiring in yeah. September. 
I'm, I'm really curious, though. It's yet another one goes. I mean, is he really incompetent? Well... The head of the Joint Chiefs? I mean, really. Or is he really given a mission and, and told to perform it in such well, a way I that think, you can't... Well, I think, you know, what, what we've known is that, you know, and this is, this is one of these things where, you know, Bush and, and his whole White House staff, you know, always comes out and scolds all of us and says, we're, you know, we're not going to listen, basically, to peons like you. We listen to our generals, you know, to make us all feel like, you know, how dare you question generals, but yet... That's why they keep losing generals and having all these issues, because they're not listening to them. I've noticed the uh, hypocrisy in that. <clears throat> I mean, it's huge. You and listen it, to generals and all these retiring generals coming on coming TV saying, wait a second, we told against, you yeah. this wasn't going to work, well, and we keep telling Well, they told them, like, you know, you needed, I think, what was it, 650,000 troops to go in there and do what really needed to be right. done, because there's all these stats on how many, how many soldiers you need for every citizen when you're, I mean, you know, when you're in that type of warfare and they didn't follow the plans of that type of, I mean, they didn't listen to the experts is the bottom line. And I can't believe that one guy has decided that was willing to step up there and be that war czar because he's just a patsy and he's yeah. an idiot. Well, he's, <laughs> he's, he's going to get blamed with it all. He can't I win. I mean, honestly, he's got no power yeah. and he what takes all the blame and, and he's probably put in a position where he's told to stand up for certain policies that he may not agree right. with, he's, he's really, he's screwed no matter what he does. Right. So. I mean, maybe when he gets out, he can start giving speeches and make a ton of money that way. But his life's over as far as government's concerned. But I don't know. I, I don't know if, if in the end people are nice and use the excuse of they're incompetent because they don't want to tell it like it really is, which yeah. was... The, the, the guy, you know, basically has no character because he didn't stand up for his soldiers and he didn't stand up for his military. Right. I mean, because that's what it appears to really be about. But instead, so we can be a little nicer and couch it all under incompetence. Right. Well, he refused to step down. They, they told him he could retire. He said, you're going to have to fire me. And I, I actually, I, I admire him for that, of saying... I'm going to support my troops to the best of my ability. If you don't think I'm doing a good job, then then you better fire me because I, I'm just not going to go away you know, yeah. quietly. It'll be interesting to see what he says when he is retired and yeah. and what how he comes out and and what positions things. Yeah. Uh, and and because you might get a better unbiased view at that point or or less coerced view right. and can give us an idea of what he really thinks. Um, I don't know. The surge isn't working. I mean, we got till August, you know, well, August or whatever. Every surge before that didn't work either. Yeah. So I, you know, <clears throat> and a lot know. of Americans who had no military experience were saying that. I mean, it's uh, yeah. So I, it's just how much, how, you know. It, my point is, is you know, how, how many people have to die before it is finally too much? It's finally we've hit some sort of threshold because it's chaotic now. Yes, it'll be chaotic when we leave. It is a no-win situation, Yeah. frankly. And all we're doing is just increasing the hate, and more and more people and more and more generations are going to continue to hate, hate America. It's, I, I was thinking of a parallel uh, of this the other day. So I saw an article that was written by somebody coming out of Africa, and, and the, the growth rate, uh, economic growth rate of Africa has actually been pretty good over the last several years. And he was analyzing, I think it was a guy, he was analyzing why Africa has started to see this resurgence. And his point was, it's because you quit giving us so much aid. And his point was, when you started giving us 
aid and creating these these big systems to give us aid we then started living for the aid and and living for managing the systems and we weren't forced to think and and act and behave on our own so we become a welfare state so you compassion us into complacency Mm -hmm. and and then the parallel becomes in some ways we've set up this system in in Iraq we're trying to help them trying to help at some point you just say if we don't start pulling back, you're not going to help yourself. And, and, and maybe that's what we have to do to get you to figure it out because we're not, we can't do it for you. And, and, and we continue to give and give and give, and it's not, it's not getting us anywhere. Right. And, and so maybe you say, all right, you have to start solving your own problems. We're, we're packing up a little bit. Yeah. But then we're also making some of the problems. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the other, yeah. You know, on one side we're doing one thing, and on the other side we're doing, we're doing something else. Right. That, you know, it's... I don't know. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, another big piece of news I saw uh, this week came out of um, a research project that was done that shows that the, the healthcare system in Canada, the uh, the mortality rate of people going through the healthcare system is actually lower than it is in the United States. And and using it as a way to compare our healthcare and, and, and efficiencies and quality versus, I'm not saying Canada's system is better. I mean, certainly it has its own, you know, all of that pros and cons. But I thought that was pretty interesting. I think... We in, in the United States have this opinion that we're so much more superior in a lot of respects, and, and I just don't think that's true. I think a lot of other countries and systems have a lot of good things to offer, and we haven't figured out how to... Well, we're the only industrialized nation in the world that doesn't have yeah. universal health care. Yeah. I think, actually, it's going to be a big 2008 yeah. Yeah, issue. Um, and Edwards is the one that has actually a practical plan. Yeah. You know. it's such a well, large... he's a doctor, too, right? Yeah. I mean, No, no, no. no? He was he's a, a lawyer. lawyer. Oh, well, there you go. That went after doctors and, and companies. You're so. thinking locally here, Kitsap. Yeah. Oh, Kitsap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no, no. But Edwards, I mean, you know. It just, it's such a massive. Lawyer, the gastrointestinal, they're other, all the same. His other big thing is poverty, and he was poor. So that might be what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, maybe, you know? yeah. But didn't he so. just buy that huge, huge house? Who was well, it about yeah, that huge house? Of like, well, I don't know. I mean, he did buy uh, a big house. But, uh, yeah, but he did grow up poor. And did he? he yeah. You know, cool. Pulled himself up by his bootstraps, the good old Republican mantra, which is what we're all supposed to do, and accomplish something. I'm so tired of the whole Republican, Democrat side. It's like, what happened to just pragmatic solutions instead of one side side actually working hard to beat up the other side, no matter how good their ideas are? I just, I don't get it. Well, I, I would say that some of that does occur, but I would say that Republicans do that more. The, at the Democrats, because Republicans, you know, it's it's Republicans that have been holding back health care because all the rich guys of the health care company sit and give your party a ton of freaking money. Yeah, I, I, I think they're... And thus send, tell us that message that in Canada, well, you don't want universal health care. People, people die waiting for kidneys up in Canada, I mean, I mean which is not true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not true. I mean, there's blame to be on both sides. It's, it's like, I was reading an article the other day about how when, when the Democrats took control of Congress, one of the things they passed was, it was in the House or the Senate, I think it was the House, which said... We're not going to make all these uh, boondoggle amendments to these bills as they're going through all these committees uh, unless they've been vetted, fully vetted. And, and the, on your head, you say, wow, that makes a whole lot of sense, right? You're like, okay, we'll do that. So what have they done? 
they've passed everything through and they've waited to add them during the sessions where they get together to work out the compromises between the House and the Senate. So they've basically added the same things without this vetting. You're like, well, wait a second. You've just you've you've proven yourself to be just as as myopic and and, and stupid as, as the other side, and and you're playing the same games and. So you say one thing and, and behave differently and then act all holier than thou. And to me, it's disgusting on both sides. It's yeah. just, it's disgusting on both sides. Well, and what it is, is it's the argument for that the money has to get out of politics because that's what's driving all of this. Yeah. All of these people that take campaign contributions and then they owe somebody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the way it 90, goes. 90000 bucks in your fridge? Who is that guy somewhere... That was, um, that was that was Ooh, the that was one Democrat. Democrat. The one Democrat. The only Democrat that's ever done anything wrong. No, the only one that's <laughs> no. been on corruption charges. Well, and, except for the pesky impeachment. And <laughs> he he was also turned in by Nancy Pelosi. She's the one that tipped yeah. off the FBI and said, "Start watching this guy." Right. And uh, and Nancy, I saw now the other on day. the Republican side, they go down tooth and nail about how their person didn't do anything wrong, like Tom Delay. Hey, that guy's slimy. He's slimy just to look He's at. He's totally slimy. And why that guy still gets airtime is beyond me. Why does anybody listen to him? On the opposite side, though, I don't know why I just thought of this. I, I, I was actually thinking of the religious right a little bit. Uh, Billy Graham's wife actually yeah, just passed, passed away, away, which is very sad. I mean, Billy Graham, of all the upstanding uh, men and, and, and his wife and his whole family working diligently to make a difference in the world. You know, you I mean, look at it. it, it Figures like that in the public, and his wife wasn't so much, but he yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and you think, like, who are the next people that are going to come through, you know, and be those kind of people that, that that really gather people like that? You know, I don't know. You just kind of wonder, like, who's right. it going to be? Who was it before us? And we tear down our leaders, yeah. and that's really sad too. So, didn't we talk about this before? Like, let's take let's take Martin Luther King. Could MLK be a leader today? Ah. Uh, he stole his dissertation. He cheated on his wife. I mean, the, the media would would tear him apart. Right. And so you have this person who clearly has great vision and, and communication right. skills and inspirational. But would he, he really? Could he really lead today? But yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Everyone's torn apart, though. I mean, no right. one is exempt from. from so the then, who wants though. to lead? Right. Exactly. I mean, right. you know. Who doesn't have skeletons in their closet? Except, do you, th- Who doesn't do you kiss really think today's media is, <laughs> like is tearing down Bush? Do you really think they're tearing down him for everything that he's done? I think Bush has done a good job of tearing himself down. I mean, I well, think. okay, through his own actions. But I mean, right. where, where's where been the investigative journalism and the people sitting and, and doing interviews and then saying, wait a second, yeah. that's not how that went. You lied about this, or you did that, or you cheated here. There's none of that. Yeah, there hasn't been. I think I think wartime presidents are given a little bit of, of, of leeway. I think that's probably part of it. Uh, yeah. I, but in general, we don't seem to support our leaders very well. There's this culture of watch them fail, and, and it's really kind of sad, and it's... But at the same time, or it's or it's I can do better, but I don't want to put myself in that situation. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's the Monday morning quarterback. Leader, yeah, exactly. Guess, you know? We just had a better quarterback. I could do that. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, what was that Napoleon Dynamite? Well, when I was in high school, I was just <laughs> one pass away from <laughs> Uncle right. Rico. Yeah, that's right. I could have been something. <laughs> you're out there practicing. You're 40 years old. You're throwing the ball. I can throw this ball over the mountain. <laughs> well, the total shift of gears today was Bob Barker's yeah. very last oh, really? and final Price is Right. Can wow. you believe that guy's even still doing it? 
35 Man. years. Don't forget to spay and neuter your animals. That's right. He had one too many facelifts, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking pretty tight. <laughs> Him and Sylvester Stallone. Right? A little too tan, yeah. a little too tight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some anyway. people who just shouldn't. But isn't that wild? Eat. I totally remember that show, Young, watching that. At, uh, I had a, a, a friend in college who was on that show. And just, and the guy. Like, the made it up to the. Made it up, got really? to the, the. I don't know. No, he didn't get to the showcase showdown. He was spinning the wheel, was on the dot, then got beat out. Uh, but uh, he was he was the he was the funniest guy in college in the fraternity, and, and he got up there. He's got his Idaho sweatshirt, you know, just blazing, and he said something really stupid, and Bob Barker just ripped him apart. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious, and we were all watching on TV like, oh, you idiot. So, well, I guess people uh, came from all over and like camped out for days really? to be just in on Sam? this final cool. final show. That's cool. Kind of funny. Uh, so. My, my favorite memory of, of him, though, is from uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He will forever be famous because of just his Yeah. How old show. is he now? Oh, he's got to be 100. No. I guess it, he's been on the show for 35 years. <laughs> well, his face is only 40 years yeah. old, but the rest of it is. <laughs> yeah. This was the 35th season or something. Really? Wow. How could you do that? I mean, What do you think? Well, that, keep doing that when every he did day? Start, when he did start Prices. And if he did something before Price is Right, did he? A game show? I don't know. I don't know. He probably did. You know, some of them, they're such like, they've done some, their career like game showers. Right, right, yeah. Uh, No, but he's got to be, he's got to be about that. Shout out to Bob Bart. And Bart, Bob, God bless if you want to be on the show. (laughs) Give us a call. You you can write us at the show at beer30.com. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you would want to come on after this lovely setup we gave you. That goes for everybody. Yes. If you have something to say. Uh, we so like it when we get fan mail. Yeah. Well, fan and actually, mail too, good. as we start this small business series, you know, if I know we do have some listeners that, that sit in that category. And we, what do you want to know? What are some topics or um, concepts you want discussed? And we can definitely make sure we find, find some folks to address those yeah. things. You know, I, I think on that same note, Feedback, and I just talk on top of it. We get good feedback. People say, hey, we like this about the show, or we didn't like it. But if there are things you particularly like, well, we like it when you talk about news, or we like it when you bring on really smart people, or really dumb people, or, or whatever, that helps give us direction. Uh, and so that's really good, too. Because uh, I, I know it comes across so well on the radio, but really we make it up as we go along. It comes and, across and, so well. <laughs> And it, on it, the radio? That's my well, hands you are, know what I mean. Hands are still shaking yeah. on over this sound mixer here. I know it, come, it looks all professional, and it looks like we know what we're doing, but we really don't. And so any guidance you want to give us is a good thing. It's always much appreciated. Yeah. And uh, Peter, uh, And any good, good-natured ribbing of Jamie is always welcome. Oh, come on. It's a bad career move to side with Jamie. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> all right. The show at Beer30.com, and with that... We're out. Bye.